Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. If this is your first time listening, we want to welcome you to the Kelly family. I want you to know our show's mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. And we do this through our weekly podcast that leaves you with practical tips you can apply to your leadership instantly. And for everyone who's shared our show with friends, family, coworkers, and even on social media, we just want to say a huge thank you. And because of you, our show has exploded in growth, and we're just really excited about what the future has. And I want you to know, if you're a leader, and if you're wrestling with a decision that you're trying to make, um, if you would like for us to explore a specific topic, or if you just simply know someone that'll make a great guest, send us an email to ROIpod. That's R-O-I-P-O-D at I-U-P-U-I dot edu. Well, today we have the honor of sitting down with the CMO of Powder Keg here in Indianapolis, Kevin Bailey, to discuss Powder Keg's 2019 tech census. And something that's really cool about this year's census is it's going to include a special company culture element to the report, something that last year's report uh, didn't have. So Kevin, just want to welcome you to the show. Thank you very much. So take us back to this whole idea, you know, of starting this tech census, you know, what it is and kind of walk us through its inception. Yeah. So Powder Keg, for those of you that may not know, uh, we are really a tech community between the coasts. So we call the area between the coasts, the Unvalley. Um, and not that we're opposed to Silicon Valley. We, we love the Valley, uh, but we do stand for something a little bit different. And we just want to make every tech entrepreneur between the coasts understand that it's okay to stand up for our Midwestern values and things like that. Um, but we're, really, we are building this tech community between the coasts. And really, the first thing that we wanted to do in order to help build this sense of community between the coasts is to really understand what this community is. And this community is mostly subdivided up into a lot of cities and a lot of states. Um, so we've been doing this tech community across eight major metros so far, plan, planning the next 25, and we're really trying to understand, you know, what is it about these cities that's making them really explode right now with great technologists and great tech companies coming out that are having these big exits, lots of unicorns we're seeing between the coasts right now. Um, so this tech census is really a data data initiative to understand that. And we get a lot about, you know, we, we can get census of people, we can get a census of forecasts in the economy and, and money, but we're talking specifically about, you know, the tech industry, something that hasn't really been done before. So talk about how you guys came up with this idea and then what the tech census kind of gets into. Yeah. So again, we came up with this idea really because we wanted to get more concrete data on what's happening between the coasts. We have investors from the coast that are clamoring to come in and, and make investments here in these tech companies. We have talent around the world that, you know, wants to come work at these companies. Uh, but really it's kind of like a, sometimes it feels like a black hole when you're doing research on, on these tech companies between the coasts. Um, we're too busy working to be out there really promoting ourselves heavily. So, um, you know, we're trying to kind of fill that data gap. So that's really why, why we're doing it. Um, and we're, we're focusing on a number of elements, but this new one's really special because we're really trying to get in to understand company culture because last year's tech census across those major metros had one very compelling piece of information that came out, which is the number one reason that people choose to join tech companies is company culture. It's not compensation. It's not benefits. It's company culture. It's the people that they work with. It's fitting in with that, that culture and that team and that mission and purpose and vision for the company. Very uh, Simon Sinek type why things are actually driving talent decisions. 
And this is a big thing because talent is the scarcest resource right now between the coasts, meaning it is the thing that people are fighting over most. It's the most expensive thing as obviously your team. It's the most important thing to get right. So for those tech companies that really want to grow fast right now, they have to hire fast and they have to hire right. So getting their company culture right and then promoted properly is critical to, to hit the, the growth metrics that they want. When you guys were actually exploring the first tech census, were you shocked by that? I mean, were you guys surprised that of all things, you know, you, you think when you go to a job, it's about how much I make would be a pretty good indicator of if that person's going to stay. But the fact that it was culture. Yeah, it honestly was surprising. We went into it with eyes wide open. We're like, we don't know what we're going to get out of this. Um, and it just, that kept popping up it's city after city. It didn't matter where we were looking at Indianapolis, Cincinnati, you know, Nashville, Boulder, Colorado. It just kept popping up that the company culture is just super important to people. Culture seems like such an abstract thing. You know, it's not tangible. There aren't metrics per se when you think about culture. But so how did you guys dial this in to be able to put it into a census that gives us readers a, a sense of this is what the culture of a company is? Yeah, you make a great point. Um, culture up to this point has been considered a pretty nebulous concept, and it is pretty inclusive of a lot of elements of a company. Um, we really tried to, for the census, you know, which this, this new tech census, the one we're releasing right the date on um, soon, is, is 100% focused on tech cultures. So we've had to wrestle with this concept of what is company culture. And I mean, you hear a lot of, we actually interviewed you know, close to 100 people about this topic and got just, you know, qualitative feedback on it. And, uh, you know, a big thing that comes out is, you know, like it's not about just about having like a, a beer keg and ping pong tables. You know, that's not company culture. I mean, it's an element but it's certainly not like at the, at the core of a company culture. Um, so we've been really looking across a number of elements. Um, you know, company culture has to do a lot with the leadership team. So, you know, what style does a leadership team, how do they manage? Um, you know, do they give a lot of feedback? Do they not? Um, you know, it has to do, it does have to do with their benefits packages. Uh, it has to do with, you know, what kind of work-life balance you have at your company. Uh, it has to do with the purpose and mission of your company. Uh, it has to do with, um, what you'll tolerate and what you won't. That's a big part of company culture. Um, you know, the behaviors that you will put up with at your company, uh, represent the, the culture that you're building. Um, so the, those elements are some of the things that we're asking questions about and who better to opine on a company culture than, than, than the teams themselves. So these are self-rated cultures. So asking questions like, do you get adequate feedback from the leader at your company? Um, you know, on a scale of strongly agree to strongly disagree, um, asking the team themselves to rate that. So we're really, it's about the most highly rated company cultures in town. And another thing I wanted to kind of point out about company culture it's not necessarily that there are good and bad company cultures. There are people all day that will argue there are, but I kind of think of it as like there's just different cultures. And our job is to help talent find a culture that they will thrive in. Some people like to work in the creative, fast-paced, early-stage startup. Some people like to work in a more process-oriented, larger tech company, you know, where, um, where there is rigid procedure. You know, they feel comfortable in that environment. Um, you know, it's not necessarily to say one's better than the other. It's kind of like different strokes for different folks. And so, you know, when, when you kind of get down to the nitty gritty of it, because I feel like with culture, it's almost kind of the, you know, sacred space of an organization, just like kind of finances are like those become the sweet sauces. So how do you, like, how did you get past some of that insecurity of having a company open up 
you know, to be able to share with you publicly, hey, this is what we do, this is who we are, um, and to kind of give you the information that leads to, uh, you know, this great report. Yeah, um, you know, obviously, uh, as, a, as a CMO, as a marketer, I understand, you know, people want to know what's in it for them. Um, and I had to, I had to really think about that because as powder cakes tech community, you know, we want to, th- we think about it, you know, very much the very broad lens. We're like rising tide lifts all ships. Let's, let's make this state a magnet for tech talent. Um, let's put all of our information out there. And, you know, so I started with that and I'm, you know, I'd get some traction that they're like, cool, you know, but, but really I'm focused on my company, what I can do for my company. I care about the tech community, but I really care about my company um, a little bit more. Um, and, that's just the truth. You know, these people are growing these tech companies. It's very hard. You know, it can be very hard to grow a tech company. Um, and, uh, and they want to know what's in it for them. So that's when we kind of got the idea. It's like, okay, last year's tech census was about the community in general. And we still want to have data about the community in general, but we realized we actually have to get down to the company level in order to make this really work to get everybody to participate. Um, so we started building culture profiles. So we'll have roll-up data that'll be anonymous and say kind of this is how the state performs across all companies in different segments. And then we're going to have, we're building these individual culture profiles for every company in town. Um, and that helps in multiple ways. It does help accomplish that bigger vision of like, sh- of like you know, making the, the state a magnet. And it also accomplishes that smaller vision of like each company being like, this represents my culture to the talent out there that who's looking. And uh, it's a cool combination. I wanted to mention the reason that we like the culture profiles is, and this kind of gets into another topic around relocation. Uh, we do, you know, we're a national tech community. So we talk to a lot of people who are thinking about moving to Indiana and we often hear something along the lines of, Hey, you know, I got an offer from Salesforce or from Lessonly or some other tech company in town. And, you know, I'm hesitant to take it because I'm not sure what else is out there. Like, you know, um, you know, I'm used to Silicon Valley where I've got a, you know, a tech company wherever I throw a rock. What if it doesn't work out for me at, at, at Lessonly? You know, like, where will I go? Um, and like, you know, we just reply, we're like dumbfounded. We're like, there's hundreds of awesome tech companies here. Like you just, why aren't you seeing this? And then we start looking around. We're like, okay, there's some job boards and databases, but there's nothing really that like screams out. Like these are awesome companies. Like there's plenty of opportunity here for you. Don't worry about, you know, your first job, maybe not working out because there's plenty more to choose from. Um, we have this plethora of great companies. So we're like, okay, well this tech census can be that we can create we can create profiles on, on the cities in our state. And then we can go all the way down to the company level and be like in Indianapolis, here are the 150 awesome tech companies that you can choose from in this state. Feel free to move here. So who, who are you finding is using this census data the most? In my mind, I would picture just companies trying to get a gauge of their competition, trying to get a gauge of the industry just around them as a whole. But you're saying that there's a lot of people who are wanting to seek after jobs that are starting to use some of this data. So who are you finding that's using this the most? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, last year's, I mean, it's thousands of downloads um, and, you know, they're, it's gated content. So we're able to see who's downloading it. And, uh, you know, um, I'll give you an example. I mean, Amazon employees uh, at higher levels certainly downloaded our Indiana Tech Census uh, or Indianapolis Tech Census from last year a number of times. They also downloaded Nashville's. Obviously, they moved one of their headquarters over to Nashville. Um, but, uh, you know, like that's an example. So these large companies that are trying to consider moving in want to see what the tech community is like. Uh, obviously, tons of talent is who's considering moving here, downloaded it and, and, and have give us good, given us good feedback on that. Um, investors across the, the board, number of international investors downloaded it. Um, I think uh, we've had some representatives from uh, foreign countries at the 
political level that are inquiring about um, potentially doing things here in Indiana that have downloaded it. Uh, it's really, uh, it appeals to a lot of different personas. That's crazy. You guys had Amazon and all these other individual people. I mean, for you guys, I can't imagine that was in your scope of who's going to be reading this tech census, or maybe it was at like the dream level. But I mean, what, what was that for you guys when you saw these people who were actually downloading it? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, just exciting. Uh, you know, I'm a marketer, content marketer at heart, and it's just fun to put content out there that really resonates and kind of see, like, and just be surprised by the types of people that, that, that get it. But you can just see that people are clamoring for the data. You know, like there are people that are making strategic decisions about investing in our state and they want to see, you know, what the tech community is like. One thing that was very interesting to me from last year's tech sense, another piece of data that I was really excited about that I think, you know, maybe was positive in that. Um, if I had to pick a, a data point that, that Amazon might have liked, um, you know, we asked what social issue the tech community really wants to tackle in, uh, in Indianapolis. And uh, far and away, the number one social issue people want to tackle is diversity and equality. Um, and, uh, I know Benioff, you know, um, not Benioff, uh, sorry, Bezos, Bezos, you know, cares about that as well. So, um, you know, whether that had some influence or not, but it showed that even though we've had some of that negative press around that, that the tech community really cares and wants to work on this. So that was exciting. So going into, you know, you saying you have data on all these different cities, what have you noticed? Because here you have companies now that are actually implementing it and using it in part of their strategy as to where to relocate. You also have, you know, people who are looking to get that job uh, where they fit and it fits them and their values. So what are some of the differences you're seeing between the different cities? You know, what's Nashville versus Indianapolis like? Yeah, that's one of the funnest things. And I, I want to kind of point out the Unvalley thing again. Unvalley is about clearing the slate. We've always been compared to Silicon Valley. So uh, sometimes we get called like Silicon Prairie or Silicon Valley or all these like weird words that kind of like make us look like them or like we're a different <laughs> version of them. And Unvalley is like, no, it's like the Uncola, like uh, clear the slate. That's the first step. Second step is what are we? And as we clear the slate for these cities and we ask them what they are, it's really fascinating to see what really steps up and stands out about these different communities because we are all different. And as we try and unite this community between the coasts, we're not just city islands. We're actually a diverse, rich community that we can, and we can connect digitally. We can get digital density of resources. So we are actually more powerful than any other, in any other city in the world because we work together. Um, that's kind of the, the thesis. But um, when we look at each of these individual cities, all kind of cool stuff pops out. Um, and again, we can learn from it. So uh, like Denver Boulder is a great example. They have this... this um, core value for the sit for the for their ecosystem their tech community called give first so they believe in giving value first and every leader you talk to every company you talk to they try and figure out how they can do that in whatever interaction they're in and like they just it's just it's it's very like a you know it's kind of it's almost like a biblical phrase you know like it's very it's very like rooted in in, in just being a good person and uh, they, they rally behind it. They love that, you know, and it's, it's wow. And also, you know, Denver Boulder is an example where um, work-life balance stands out. You know, like they believe in work-life balance there. People move to Denver Boulder, you know, because they want to go explore the outdoors and stuff like that. And they also want to work in an awesome tech company. So they embrace that. Um, and we saw like very high satisfaction stats on the people enjoy their jobs out there, probably partly because of that. But then you, you contrast that, you know, like you, you go out to, say, Cincinnati. Um, the Cincinnati startup community is is so passionate. 
and they call themselves Startup Cincy. And like um, the big thing we see out there is the, the relationship between Startup Cincy and the, they call them the big co's. There is a network, um, and I got to applaud Centrifuge for what they're doing out there. Um, there's this network um, between the large companies and the startups that is just so rich. Literally, if you're a startup out in Cincy, like they, the enterprises are like, come test your products with us. Like we want to be your customers. Um, P&G and some of these large companies realize that, that this is the future and, uh, and that, that the, in order for their community to thrive, they, they need to support these, these startup founders. So it's like this really cool network. So learning, you know, you know, we're headquartered here, just learning about like, wow, since he's doing that, that's so cool. What could, could we do that here in Indiana? Um, and then, you know, like uh, Nashville um, or Tennessee in general, we haven't seen a state yet that's so integrated. Um, so Launch Tennessee, you know, has just managed to get all of the tech cities. There's four big ones, you know, like at Knoxville, Nashville, Chattanooga, and Memphis, uh, all just working together, um, you know, as like one unit. And that's kind of like a microcosm of what we want to do nationally. Um, is let's, get, let's all get working together, you know, because we got to compete with Beijing and, you know, some pretty major uh, tech centers, you know. And if we all work together, you know, we can, we can really compete internationally effectively. So what is indie? Like paint the picture of indie's culture that you've gathered so far. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we're, we're gathering that right now with this tech cultures edition. Um, we're seeing some really cool stuff. Um, and I want to, I want to cite one of the most the coolest data that I've, one of the coolest pieces of data I've seen um, in any tech census we've done really fascinated about relocation, you know, cause we want to make this a magnet for tech talent, you know, in order for us to do that, like we need to be able to prove that it's a great place to live and work. And one of the questions we asked in the tech census this year is, um, you know, did you relocate from another metro? And uh, 25% of people who are working in tech in our state have. Uh, and the second question we asked is, has your quality of life improved since moving here? And it's a resounding 95% of people who've relocated said their quality of life has improved since moving to Indiana. And I was just like, that's profound. Like 95%. Does the, does the country know that? That 95, that your odds, if you move here from another city, are as a 95% likelihood that you're going to like your life more by moving here? That's crazy. So have you found as to what metrics are causing that lifestyle to shift? Yeah. So uh, the next question we ask if they say their quality of life improved is why. And if they say it didn't, we ask, I'll ask why. Um, you know, it's hundreds of quotes. Um, we've had over a thousand people take this now. Um, the if I had to like draw a line through all the quotes, the resounding thing I hear is I can actually live the life I want to live here. So um, living here gives people the opportunity and the resources and the time to fulfill whatever passion they have, whether it's, you know, working on their family and, and growing their family or it's pursuing, you know, vacations around the world, you know, every now and then to like, you know, just, explore because they have the financial means to do so um you know like what or build a tech company like we have such a great standard of living here and it's like it's in the stats um like cbre's 2018 data shows that people spend 12.7 percent of their income on housing here um, and in silicon valley it's 27.7 percent and in new york it's 43.1 percent if you're spending 43.1 percent of your income on your house on your living how much money does that give you to do the other things you enjoy in life? None. You're, you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're working just to, just to have a house that you're probably not even enjoying. Yeah. So this is the freedom state. People have the ability to do what they want to do here. 
that's what I'm seeing. And it's interesting because I know we were talking before we started recording about how you were saying like people that want to go and hike in the mountains or people that want to go and explore their hobbies. Now they have reason to. Yeah. It's like, you may not live right next to a mountain. It's not too far away though. If you want to drive and we have some great ones down in Tennessee and places like that. Um, but it's like, you can easily fly to them as much as you want. Like, uh, you know, and have the means to really take a great vacation, you know, like consistently. Um, so, you know, whereas in some of these other places, like we have people definitely that are reporting in that, that reload from the Valley and, you know, they're like, they're just like, Oh my God, I never knew how, how freeing this would be, how the kind of life I could live, you know, when I have these kind of means. So what does that mean? I mean, you are sitting in the driver's seat right now or just really on a, a roller coaster of seeing this data come to life and you get to watch all of this in real time. So where, where do you see with this data, this going, where's Indianapolis, you know, 10 years from now in the oh, tech man. scene? I'm a visualizer, you know, so I love to sit down and dream, you know, about this. Um, I mean, we are right at the beginning of such an explosion. Um, I, I think, I think everything's going to come inland. Like we're going to see resources flow into the heartland. We're going to see uh, just, across all industries, just tech companies really booming, especially ones that like can help in some of these older industries, ag and stuff like that. Like we're going to disrupt those industries in a really awesome way. Um, uh, you know, IOT, things like that. And, uh, and you know, the, the B2B SaaS that we're doing well out here, it's just, it's all going to really start coming into the fold. Now investors are waking up. They have a higher ROI here than anywhere else. Um, and we're one of the only regions right now where, where capital is increasing year to year, meaning like there's an opportunity here that people are continuing to invest in more and more heavily. I see that spiking, you know, if you're talking 10 years, I mean, regardless of what happens, you know, with the economy, little blips or bumps, I think that this is going to be, you know, just a laser line upward. And, uh, and I think I just see it. I mean, if you're asking me like personally, like I see a, a tech powered um, country you know, that is solving a lot of major problems, not just related to business, but also related to, to all the challenges we care about right now, you know, like um, even so far as like helping clean up the environment and things like that, I think there's impact tech that's really cool. It's going to happen. And just now that the millennials are kind of coming into the fold as leaders, like there's going to be so much cool change that's going to be powered by technology. I think we we genuinely have the technology now to have the standard of living that, that we want to have. It's just about like empowering the tech to do that. Um, and, uh, and I'm just so excited, you know, as we kind of get up to this singularity event and, you know, um, we have so much opportunity. My big, my big thing is like, well, let's, let's, let's lift our consciousness up a little bit. Let's get our values established. Let's know what we want to build. Let's have a vision for the future. You know, like let's, let's know where we're going instead of it being like, you know, just kind of random chaos. Like let's, let's, let's work on our community a little bit more and let's, let's know where we're going and then we can build a future we want with these companies. So now that we kind of are wrapping things up, how do companies get involved with this tech census? Yeah, so uh, right now we're actually, um, we are starting to close down uh, the data gathering on this. So um, if you do want to get involved here at the last minute, um, give me an email at uh, kevin at powderkeg.com. That's my email address at work. Feel free to email me um, and I can see what I can do for you. Um, but obviously, uh, Getting involved with Powder Keg and our national tech community is, is easy. Just go to our site and sign up. Um, we have a, a, a weekly email called The Spark, which really keeps people up to speed on all the awesome stuff happening in our community. Um, and we can also help hook you up with talent. So we have a private talent network that's really strong. And if your company wants to be part of that, you can actually um, still take the data side of the tech census and we'll build you one of those culture profiles even after the tech census is over. 
Um, so those profiles will last forever. It's evergreen content and, uh, we're setting those up for hundreds of companies right now. So if you want to get on board, um, let us know. And also if you're in another state and you want to get on board and you want us to come to your state and really survey your state, shoot me an email. We're, we're excited to do this and in, in obviously many other metros. Cool. Um, and, and so for other leaders who, uh, may, you know, not be involved with the census, but just want to utilize the data, uh, when, when will we see this, uh, report be fully released yeah so a couple dates um we're going to be unveiling the finalists on june 20th so these are the companies with the top culture top tech cultures in the state uh on june 20th a big event we're going to have um you can go to our site you can actually come to the uh, powder cake event it's called the future of work we'll be unveiling those finalists there um feel free to to grab a ticket for that and then on in september we're going to be having an event called unvalley um, we're really we're going to be actually doing the awards ceremony and 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 kind of like showing the top you know ten cultures in each of these different areas like leadership team, um, you know sales culture, tech culture, um, you know benefits packages, things like that, and kind of like really differentiating to help people figure out you know what's most important to you. Um, we'll be doing that in September, and that'll be a really cool event. Cool. So then, finally, where you know when this uh, info is available, where is going to be the easiest place for people to get a copy for themselves? Yeah. So um, we'll be launching the report um, in between June twentieth and September. When we launch that, uh, we will do that through our email list um, first, and then we'll do it through a number of media partners. So um, Inside Indiana Business will cover it. I'm sure IBJ and a lot of the local um, media, but also Rise of the Rest will be covering it. Uh, Venture Beat covered it last year, so you should. It should be everywhere, um, but the easiest way is just to sign up for our email list at powderkick.com, and, uh, and we'll let you know when it's, when it's available. Awesome. Again, thank you so much, Kevin, for just spending time with us today. Uh, like Kevin said, if you want to get a copy of the census, it'll be available sometime between June and September. Um, and that just to keep an eye out, uh, easiest way, sign up at powderkeg.com. That way you can get all the info up to date on when the census is going to be ready, and you can get your own digital copy. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. You're on the show. Our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.